BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine, the show that teaches you how to survive the stuff that can kill you. Like being buried alive or getting run over by a tractor or excessive blood loss. Oof. And the stuff that just makes you wish you were dead. Like getting demoted in pickleball, or realizing your zipper's down, or getting kicked out of college. Man, I don't want any of that to happen to me. No, certainly not at the same time. Should we just play the song? I guess so. Ground is shaking under our feet, mountains on fire, flooding in the street. Can't breathe the air, can't fight the feeling, goblin down, Xanax ain't the way to be dealing. Gotta do better than just getting high. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. I am Danielle. I'm Christine. Christine, we have big news. That a fan of ours, well, or a listener, I should say, I don't want to be presumptuous. I would hope they're fans um, if they're listening. Uh, alerted us to, and now I'm trying to find it on my Twitter to see who it was. But in any case, uh, I was alerted, we were alerted this week that... Um, not only is Real Housewives of New York coming back, I was wondering, because it is the only Real Housewives I watch. Big shakeup. Not only it seems like the entire cast has been fired. They're replacing everyone. No more Luann Decepts. No more um, that lawyer lady who was awesome. The Countess is gone. The Countess is gone. The crazy, you know, anyway... There's a new Ramona, Bethany, R- Ramon. Well, Bethany's been gone. I don't know she anything. Comes, she from, comes and goes. I only know 2009. I know. Well, when we worked on um, when we worked on The Dish, we watched, we watched it. it. Yeah. Like we, we had to the watch last these shows. I've seen it. And I somehow kept watching it. Not, You're, not constantly. I, I went back and forth. But un, not unlike many people in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, yeah, I don't pretend to be above anyone. Like, I used to hide it from my family. Now they know I watch it. But um, <laughs> I... There's no shame. My favorite thing is just those opening sentences that, you know, Luann's was like, I 
don't bother with the lower level or something. It was so <laughs> awkwardly. F- I was like, no one could have punched that up for her. I stick to <laughs> that the high was, class. And that never, that was what they wrote for her. But anyhow, the big news is that our hero, Jenna Lyons, is <sighs> joining the cast. You know, I am dressed in honor of early oh. J. Crew Jenna Lyons. Oh, oh, when she was a uh, she was there. Director, the director of their. Oh, okay, so you're yeah, wearing design. a J. Crew. Shirt I'm wearing today. J. Crew it's with very the necklace over. Yeah, a big bobble because that was very uh, early aughts J. Crew. Okay, and I'm, when Jenna was still at the helm, I just can't believe she's doing it. I We're mean, all stunned. It, in a long list of Real Housewives, she's not a wife. Nope, she None was. Oh, she was married at one point? She was. Oh, she was married to a woman, right? Well, no, she was married to a man. Oh, she, okay, and they she has have, a kid. They have a son, and right. then they divorced, and um, then she, now she's with women. I'm just, I can't wait for all of those other housewives to fall in love with her. I don't know. I think they're going to find her super weird with her no bras and stuff. But she's so stylish. I think what's interesting is their idea of style is going to be so different. Yeah. Right? Because they're very, like... I don't know, Kitson, Juicy Couture, am I naming things? No, those don't exist anymore. But, but things like yes, that, right? I Yeah, well, it's New York, so they're not as, they're actually not actually as stylish. But well, it, sometimes. Or is it like it's, 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 it's standard it's, Chanel? I don't know if they're even into Chanel. It's more like, it's not bandage dresses, because no one wears bandage dresses anymore. But it's 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 a lot of boob, just a lot of boob hanging out. This is the old cast I'm talking about. I don't, yes, we I don't know what these new I women. I haven't done a deep dive. I'm just excited because now I'm going to make Christine watch it with oh, me. Oh, I'm going to watch. So I'm very excited because it doesn't have to be my dirty little secret anymore. Now I can share it with you. It'll be our dirty little secret. Um, Garen, are you okay? You're getting teary-eyed over this yeah, discussion? Know, it, it really just it touches my heart. You got something in your eye? Over this. Yeah, something just flew my eye. But I did see them announce the new cast. Yeah. So I saw them come on stage. And there was one woman wait, who wait, came they, out. Wait, wait, they had. It was at BravoCon, which wait, is a what? Thing. What is what is BravoCon? How do we I go? Okay, it's I guess a I get what it is for all the Real Housewives. <laughs> You're like explain. Never mind. <laughs> is it also below deck and all that shit? I don't know. Was it televised or were you invited? No, it was. I just saw a clip on TikTok or somewhere. I don't know. Maybe it was just an article I saw. But I, I saw them come out, and then one woman came out, big old glasses. Uh-huh. A blazer and jeans or something. And I'm like, why is she? Is she a producer? Why is she? She looked too cool. The rest of the, yes. Yeah, Jenna Lyons. Yeah. yeah, the rest of them were all like, I don't even know how to describe them. Like, like Real Housewives. Yes. And then she goes, <laughs> like, well, who is this person? It has to be who you're talking about. Yeah, it's Jenna Lyons. Because I just looked around. I can't like, imagine what her motivation is for it except money. money no, I get money. it. I mean, I think they're going to. I don't know if they vote people off the island on Real Housewives, but I feel like sense. they're all going to be like, we got to get her out of here. Well, I mean. Or there's going to be a love story with no. her and one of the wives. Oh, they won't. Well, oh, I don't know so if they vicious. do. Because she's lesbian. Oh. She's sexy lesbian. I don't know. They've never had a lesbian. I mean, they they act like they do that like. We're lesbianic for men's pleasure, sort of joking. Oh, like, we're drunk and we're gonna yeah, kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, but I don't know if college girls. Yeah, I don't know if they actually do that, but they kind of play to it, like okay. they grind on each other and stuff. Oh, this gross. is the old cast I'm yes. talking about. We don't know. They're the all cast. alcoholics, by the way, so that might be part of it. Like, yes, to a to a person, they're all alcoholics. That's it's, a requirement, except for the lawyer. I don't think she was to be cast on the show. But anyway. I'm um I'm sorry I can't remember the lawyer's name but she was new edition and she 
her job was basically just to berate um, the one you just mentioned uh, with the big eyes. Bethany. No, no, no. Ramona. No. Ramona. Yeah. And she would talk about, like, you got to vote. And Ramona would go, dee, 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 dee. she'd like put her fingers in her ears <laughs> oh, and like God. walk around. It was so embarrassing that it, an adult person, because she's a Trumper and she didn't want to admit it. So Ramona. Yeah. <clears throat> she'd like hung out with. Oh, I think I read a little of this yeah, when I was yeah, reading yeah. about Jenna because they said there was so much contention between two of the cast members that they wouldn't get together for a reunion even. Oh, but that that's why I was denied a reunion. You were denied. But there might be something called Housewives Legacy Edition, which means <laughs> they'll bring back some cast members for another oh. show. Like you might still get your okay. original cast in a show called Legacy. Okay. I mean, I'm fine saying goodbye to them. But they're uh, not fine saying goodbye to you, yeah. Danielle. Um, another piece of pop culture news yes. in our pop culture segment you've all been delighted to <laughs> attend. Is anyone else besides me watching The Watcher? I just started it. Garen just we, told me to watch it. I know you told me to watch it, too. Uh, every episode gets more insane. <sighs> it's. I'm going to start watching. Okay, Garen, tell me if I'm using this correctly. It's camp. Oh, yeah. Well, it's Ryan Murphy. It's Ryan Murphy. Who's... I I am really enjoying making fun of it. Oh, so okay, because okay, when you originally told me about it, I thought you were saying it was a great show. I then... thought that on the first episode, <laughs> okay. like the first episode, okay. I was like, "Oh, okay, this is going to be creepy, and it's going to be like the New York magazine was a New York magazine, some vulture New York magazine property." Um, and then it sort of, it really goes off the rails. Like, it really goes off the rails. I'm too in, I think. It doesn't take long. I mean. Oh, no. There was that. I don't want to. Let me just say, Margot Martindale quick. from the Americans is I in it. I love her. I She's know. I'm fabulous. excited. She's chewing up the scenery left and right. Right. Mia Farrow. Oh, oh. She was born for this role. I mean, she was like. Really? She was like, she had to go through that Frank Sinatra marriage. <laughs> That Woody, Woody Allen, Allen thing just to play this role. Age to this level, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I yeah. mean in the most positive way possible okay. for her to embody this character. Oh, I'm so excited! It is, but it's based on a true story. But it's, it's paranormal. It's based on a true story. Yes. Don't read the article on the house yet. And I mean, it's so much beige. So much beige. <laughs> Wait until you see. What does that mean? Oh, is that a euphemism for no, something? No, it's not. Oh. It's just the clothes. And I mean, I don't want to give <laughs> too much away. I thought that was this something. couple. <sighs> and, and of course, Jennifer Coolidge oh, okay. is in it. And Wait, so there's a lot of chewing of scenery oh, between the two of them. So many things are happening. I We're going to talk about it a All lot. Right, I'll watch it. I'm sorry. I'll catch up. You'll catch up. I just you're finished gonna... the Bad Sisters. So Okay. All right. Are we ready to? I know it's an awkward transition, but are we ready to get into today's subject? Or did you have others? Did did your kids lose a foot or anything? I need to know. <laughs> no, about? no foots have no foots have been lost. Okay, good. <laughs> How's the uh, series coming along? You know, I don't know if there's been much work on the series <laughs> lately, but you know, I, I do is. have to give a shout out to Alex because the movie poster. Um, oh hell no! Oh hell no! Yeah, she did quite a bit of work on that with me. She did. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's fabulous. She did a lot of the photoshopping. She was You're like, because I was originally like, I'm going to take 
a guy with overalls and put the rock's head on it. And she was like, Mom, just find a picture of the rock with overalls. And then that easy. And she knew how to take a big piece of hail and put it in his arm. And so she was like, move aside, Mom. Oh, that's great. (laughs) So it's really good. She she had a really good time working on that. Okay. wait for the premiere. I know. Okay, and then Jimmy did tell me that every weather movie does have hail in it. <laughs> but I don't think it's the focus. No, it's I not. I don't think there's hail-centric movie out yet. So I don't think a, I don't think there is. Yeah, okay. Not that I know of. Okay, are you ready to learn how to survive blood loss? I think in my house, this is imperative that I know. I agree. Okay. You can lose quite a bit of blood without experiencing any side effects or complications. The exact amount depends on your size, age, and general health. It helps to think of loss in percentages instead of total amounts. Adult men, on average, have more blood than most adult women. This means they are, I'm sure women have 70%, right? 70 to the 70 cents on the dollar, 70% (laughs) blood. This means they can typically lose a little more before experiencing adverse effects. Children, on the other hand, have much less uh, blood than adults. So even small blood losses could affect a child negatively. Typical causes of blood loss. Giving a blood sample for testing at the doctor's office, menstruation or nosebleed won't usually cause complications. But sustaining an injury or undergoing surgery may cause severe bleeding and require a red blood cell transfusion. Okay. Uh, Most adults can lose up to 14% of their blood. That seems like a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, I wonder how many tablespoons that is. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what you need is one of those conversion charts oh, that like you keep yeah. in your wallet yes. when you're getting old. Like, yes. A, how to how to uh, calculate tips. It's made out of plastic. Yeah, yeah you get laminated. <laughs> yes. I have a laminator because I'm 72. My mom has everything in a plastic sleeve yes. that she's somehow, and then loses everything anyway. So oh, I don't know. So parents. I know. And then you get the the uh, pi- the percentage of blood to tablespoon conversion. Yeah, chart. only I only think in tablespoons. Yeah, because you're such a cook. Mm, that's me. Um, you can lose fourteen percent of their blood without experiencing any major side effects or changes in vital signs. Some, however, may feel lightheaded or dizzy if this amount is lost quickly. I think both of us would pass out. Oh my God! Could you well, Garen would pass out just at us bleeding. He would just—he's almost about to pass out just hearing this episode. Yeah, I yeah. just—I didn't realize. I'm sorry. I should have oh, warned no, you. Fine. I just can't see it. If I oh, see it, well, oh, I have visual aids out. today. Yeah, she's gonna—she's right, go. she's gonna slice open my arm. Immersion therapy. Remember, like on Oprah or something, when they wheeled out like a wheelbarrow full of <laughs> fat or yeah. something. Here I, comes I, the I, blood. I got a blood. I'm just gonna zip. It's in a Ziploc. I'm just going to open it. A bag of blood. Yellow and blue make red. (laughs) All right. Okay. How much blood can you lose before you begin to uh, experience mild side effects? You'll start to feel mild side effects such as nausea when blood loss reaches 15 to 30% of total blood volume. This amount of loss increases your heart and respiratory rates. Your urine output and blood pressure will be decreased. Oh. So that's a good thing. You, you would so yeah, much. maybe you should bloodlet a little bit I, in the morning. I should bloodlet for less urine. Yeah, That's a really good every idea. morning do a little bloodletting. Yeah, invest in some leeches, maybe. Oh, these are all good ideas. Thank you. You may feel anxious or uneasy. Your body, your body starts to compensate for blood loss by constricting the blood vessels in your limbs and extremities. This is your body's attempt to maintain your blood pressure and blood flow. 
This subsequently lowers the amount of blood your heart pumps outside the center of your body. Your skin may become cooler and pale. Mm, like a vampire. I don't think I can be, afford to become more pale. You already have such translucent skin. I really don't. I don't know why I said that. I'm not one of those ivory, what do you call them? Cream, uh, I was going to say cookies and cream, but you're, that's peaches and cream complexion. I do have a cookies and cream Your pale skin, it's so cookies and cream. I do, you know because like that. black things will just appear on my, my, my melasma. It's more like a cookies and cream. It's more like cookie dough. All right. When blood, okay, how much blood loss can occur before you pass out? Ooh. When blood loss nears 30 to 40% of That's blood. like almost oh, half. I know. I feel like that does, that feels like way too much. You would be so skinny. <laughs> your body will have a traumatic reaction. Your blood pressure will drop down even further and your heart rate will further increase. You may show signs of obvious confusion or disorientation. Your breathing will be more rapid and shallow. Plus you'll be slipping all over that blood. Yeah. As the volume loss climbs, your body may not be able to maintain circulation and adequate blood pressure. At this point, you may pass out. I'd say. Yeah. You'll need help quickly to prevent additional blood loss and greater side effects. How much blood loss can occur before you go into hemorrhagic shock? Ooh. Hemorrhagic or hypovolemic, volamic, volemic. Let me say volemic. Hypovolemic shock occurs when you've lost 20% or more of your total blood volume. Your systems, your, sorry. Your symptoms will become more severe as the blood loss increases. You may experience rapid breathing, weakness or fatigue, confusion, cool, pale skin, sweat, moist skin, anxiety or unease, low urine output, drowsiness. I'm glad I'm not also going to be peeing my pants like I, when I'm just, bleeding. I know that would like, be gilding the lily, right? Yeah, it's like I've got enough going on right, right now. Right. And how many, you know, old towels do you have at your house? surprisingly a lot. a lot I feel like our towels become old very fast because for mm. some reason we buy white towels and when you have little kids and white not a towels good idea. Not a good or mix. if you wear mascara it's not a good idea also that your body can't compensate for much longer on its own in a blood volume loss over 40% at this stage your heart can't properly maintain blood pressure pumping or circulation your organs may begin to fail without blood and fluid you'll likely pass out and slip into a coma oh to protect you yeah so have just... someone record all those symptoms well i was gonna say real housewives episodes oh. so that when you get out of the coma you'll have something to watch or maybe they can play it in the background and that'll wake you up how much blood loss can occur before you die Ugh. without treatment measures your body will completely lose its ability to pump blood and maintain oxygen delivery once you've lost 50 percent of your blood volume okay your heart will go your heart will go on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's what inspired that song. That's right. Your heart will stop pumping. Other organs will shut down and you'll likely be in a coma. Death is likely if aggressive life-saving measures haven't been taken. Is there a point where a transfusion won't have an effect? Volume blood loss greater than 40% may be difficult for doctors to correct with a transfusion. So you might be shit out of luck. Greater oh, Volume blood loss greater than 40 Yes. So... You have to hit the sweet spot okay. of needing a transfusion, and the transfusion won't do any good. Oh, man. This is especially true if the bleeding's poorly controlled. You're just, you know, Dan Aykroyd in that SNL sketch when she when he was Julia Child. There's just blood going stabby. everywhere. You've been stabbied everywhere. Mm -hmm. Your doctor will take several factors into account. I'm going to work on a Rowan and Martin reference for next time. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't old enough. Or maybe your show of shows. Jack Parr. Is that? Yeah. That's in there, right? Yeah. 
Well, it wasn't sketchy. It was The Tonight Show. But, but yeah. there might have been a sketch there was, on there. There might have been something. Where somebody got yeah. stabbed all he over. He may have had his own Teresa Ganzel. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who Teresa no. Ganzel is? <laughs> no. Do you, Garrett? No. She was, you would know her if you recognized her. She talked like this. She has a really high voice. Uh, that's not That's not a good impression, but she was on game shows. It's okay. Nobody knows who it is. No. <laughs> but it was perfect. <laughs> she was perfect. She was on all those game shows in the 80s, but she was in all of the Carson sketches. Oh, when okay. he would do sketches, she was yeah. the dumb blonde. Got it. And she actually seems delightful. But in any case, if you Googled her, I bet you would recognize her. I mean, she was an actress, but anyway. Um, where am I? Oh, uh, your doctor will take several factors into account when deciding if a transfusion is right for you. This includes your additional injuries, the rate of blood loss, the site of blood loss, and your overall health. I am going to tell you about childbirth because that's going to come in to our story. The average person loses 500 milliliters of blood during vaginal childbirth. That's just half a quart. It still sounds like a lot. Yeah, it does. That's like half of your milk carton. Right. Oh, half of a skinny milk. Carton. I know. I remember after after giving birth and they wheel you to this other room that looks kind of like a closet. They might have put me in a closet. Yeah. And I the nurse came over and I was like, I'm really sorry, but I, I think I peed all over the bed oh. and I'm just lying in it. And she goes, no, that's blood. And yeah. I was like, oh, OK, can will we still change the sheet? Like they didn't wrap you. They didn't give you a diaper. I don't even know. It was just like they just kind of left me. Oh, but when you go home, they give you it. Oh, yeah. I was, diaper. I was in yeah. big diapers for yeah. a while. Uh, that's just half a quart. Those who have a cesarean delivery typically lose a thousand milliliters. Ooh. You may lose more if complications arise, but your doctor and delivery team are usually uh, can usually manage the bleeding. Okay. Um... Okay, the bottom line, your body can handle blood loss, but how it happens and how much you lose determines a lot about the outcome. In some cases, blood loss can happen all at once. It isn't unusual to lose significant amounts of blood as the result of an injury or accident. Or if you're stabbed. Or a murder attempt. A murder attempt. If you're, if you're gunned. Yes. If you're gunned down. Somebody tries to cut your head off. Oh, my God. With like a machete. That would be so much blood. Right? It can also happen slowly over a long period of time which can make recognizing the symptoms trickier. If you suspect you have a slow internal bleed, oh. see your doctor. <laughs> if you put the dipstick yes. in and it comes out low <laughs> on blood. <laughs> yeah, like how <laughs> I don't know. do you determine that? I think if you're anemic, right? Yeah. If you're yeah. pale and wan, they can assess your in symptoms and diagnose any underlying condition. If you're losing a lot of blood rapidly, seek out emergency medical care. Blood loss is measured visually or by... Okay, so I kept trying to figure out how they measure blood loss. Yeah. And I read a couple of articles, but they were all very smart people-y, and I couldn't really figure it out. But Academic journals. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But basically, it's either visually, mm -hmm. they can, if they're professionals, they can sort of assess by looking, assuming yeah. you're bleeding in front of them. And then they also can measure it. But there is some controversy, not controversy, but debate about what's the best way to measure it okay are you ready for a story i love a good story okay eight days after and that's why i've been talking about the pregnancy thing i did think i was going to be talking more about um you know night being knifed and yes and gunned but um most of the stories about blood loss had to do with pregnancy dangerous business. giving birth and and actually probably a lot more relatable so yes. i went with this one 
Eight days after giving birth, Ashley Burns nearly died from postpartum hemorrhage, which is called PPH, excessive blood loss that can occur within 24 hours to 12 weeks after delivery. I know. Okay. PPH is the leading cause of maternal death worldwide. You know, I never really thought about it. Like they, you know, obviously there are high morbidity rates in in birthing mothers in other, but I didn't know why. Yeah. I guess this is... It's high here, Most, it's actually here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Most cases of PPH occur when, after delivery of the placenta, the uterus fails to contract enough to compress the bleeding blood vessels where the placenta was attached. Okay. So you basically unleashed a faucet of blood yes. and, and you didn't put the cap back on. Oh, my Poor gosh. Garen. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, why did I agree to this? <laughs> Let's get that cap on those faucets, guys. <laughs> That's what a doctor should say. Righty tidy. <laughs> this leads to uncontrolled bleeding, decreased blood pressure, and increased heart rate. Though PPH affects 3 to 5% of new mothers, not all hospitals have specific team-based procedures in place for managing obstetric hemorrhages. PPH causes approximately 8% of maternal deaths in developed countries such as the U.S. Some providers are not specifically trained in treating PPH and do not see cases of it often. These uh, process and educational gaps trickle down to the patients, leaving many women in the dark about the risks they might face when they go home. I mean, I certainly don't remember hearing anything about this before I gave birth. Maybe, Maybe it was... Maybe or maybe they just don't want to worry you. Yeah, but I don't yeah. remember. So here is the risk that you m- might bleed out. Yeah, um, I guess that's a good. You point. know, yeah, I guess they're not going to tell you that, but. especially if there's not like here's an exercise you can do to prevent it. That's true. You know, it's like right. it might just happen. So just you know, maybe yeah. get your affairs in order. <laughs> <laughs> Think of baby names and get your affairs in order. And also maybe who you might want your husband to marry. Yeah. And that yeah, would be a good mom right. to a newborn. That's right. I feel like that if there's a pregnancy on a medical show, then that's happening. Yeah. Oh, so, oh I'm yeah. sure this has happened it, on every it, medical show. It, it happens every it. third Grey's Anatomy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Ashley's story of postpartum hemorrhage. So this is in her voice. My okay. son Carter was born July 18th, 2017. The pregnancy was fairly easy. I was healthy, though I was classified as a high-risk pregnancy because of a few existing medical conditions. Other than a few fainting episodes, which turned out to be important later, everything was normal. On delivery day, I was induced at 9.30 a.m. I had an epidural at 10.05 a.m., thank goodness for those, and Carter arrived at 7.47 p.m. I remember telling my husband, Brian, having a baby was easy compared to how it looks on TV. I could totally do this again. I can't believe anyone has ever uttered those words, but Mm -mm. little did I know I wouldn't get the chance. After the delivery, the nurses checked on me regularly and pushed on my stomach to release blood from my uterus. Do you remember this? No, my 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 doctor pushed on my stomach to try to get Benjamin out. Oh, (laughs) really hard. He was in there cooking something up in the kitchen. He was like, I'm really little. I don't want to come out. Yeah. But he needed to. Yeah. So that hurt. But not after. Yeah, I don't remember that. Maybe, or maybe they could see there was a problem. That's why they were doing it. On the last day, the nurse didn't push as much. I didn't think much about it. I trusted they knew what was best, and I was focused on my new baby. We went home when Carter was three days old. I was still bleeding, which is supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. Typical blood loss. 
Again, for vaginal deliveries, 500 milliliters. For cesarean section, it's 1,000 milliliters. The hospital at which I delivered didn't give me the co- that context. And honestly, it wouldn't be difficult. And honestly, it would be difficult to measure blood loss at home. In other words, I didn't know I was losing too much blood. Five days later, on my wedding anniversary, I started to feel off. I'll never forget that day. I lost my appetite, and I had an unshakable feeling that something bad was about to happen. Mm. While watching Brian and our dog out in the yard, a surge of anxiety swept over me. I'm going to die. Something is wrong with me. How awful. I know. The awful sensation didn't subside by evening and Brian took me to an emergency room near our house, not the hospital at which I delivered. We sat in the ER for eight grueling hours. <sighs> Though I told the doctor I'd recently given birth, he didn't do a pelvic exam. Instead, he suggested I was an overwhelmed new mother and sent me home. I mean, you hear about this shit and oh, it's just infuriating. God. The whole experience was frustrating, especially because I used to work in a children's emergency room. I decided to get a second opinion. I went to my OBGYN the next day, but my regular doctor was out. The on-call doctor examined and said she didn't find anything wrong. Then she asked if I was bleeding enough, as if I was supposed to know. Like, it's your first baby. What are you talking? Even if it was your eighth baby, what do you mean? Am I bleeding enough? Often I think people in the medical profession are so in, it's like inside baseball for them that they forget that we don't know what we the fuck don't they're talking know. about. Yeah. yeah. They're just like everyone knows these things and it's like, no, no, we yeah. don't know a lot of the things right. that you know. And maybe they don't know either. Maybe. Which is why they're asking stuff like, Are you bleeding enough? Yeah. How many tablespoons am I supposed to bleed? Right. Yes. How many per decaliter? Put it in tablespoons. <laughs> <laughs> this get out your tablespoons yeah, and measure I can the get bleed. Out my little plastic chart that I keep in my wallet. <laughs> This doctor also said it was probably just my emotions. God, women get so gaslighted in the fucking medical profession. She suggested I come back and see my regular doctor the following week. At that point, I began to question myself. Two doctors had told me nothing was wrong. Maybe I'm just tired. Maybe I'm losing it. (sighs) The next night, after another unsuccessful attempt at making myself eat, I tried to relax. I don't know if she was breastfeeding, but like when you're breastfeeding, you're starving. Yes. So if she wasn't. I mean, that's especially strange if she has no appetite. I tried to relax and watch a movie with my mom. Suddenly, I felt a massive gush between my legs. I rushed to the bathroom and discovered a blood clot the size of a pineapple in my pants. Holy cow. I know. This is very visual. I'm sorry. Shock set in as I called for my mom. When she saw the aftermath, the color drained from her face. Wide-eyed, I mumbled, what do I do? We called my OBGYN's office. It was after our hours so a nurse answered we frantically explained what was wrong and she told me to call back in 30 minutes if the bleeding didn't stop i said absolutely not call the doctor now and call me back good for her the nurse didn't realize how bad the situation was apparently neither did the on-call doctor you're like it's a pineapple (sighs) right who suggested i'd lie down for a while and see if the blood loss would slow down if it didn't he said call 911 Brian had been at the gym and he got home within an hour. I was still bleeding. He hopped in the shower quickly and the last thing I remember was getting up to use the toilet. When Brian got out of the shower, he found me passed out on the floor surrounded by enough blood to fill an IV bag. After a moment, I came to him, looked at him and stammered, call 911. When I woke up, eight emergency responders surrounded me. They packed me with massive diapers and loaded me into an ambulance. They gave me a drug that can stop bleeding when people are shot. It didn't work. 
My blood pressure was dropping. I need you to talk to me, Ashley, one responder said. I can't have you fall asleep. Blood rushed from my body as they transferred me into the ER. A trauma doctor was the first one to say the words postpartum hemorrhage. Then he said, this happened to my wife. She was okay and you will be too. I remember thinking, no, I am not okay. He had good intentions, but he seemed too casual while I was bleeding out in front of him. They rushed me into the trauma room where nurses surrounded me, giving me a blood transfusion and hooking me up to monitors. The attending OBGYN looked exhausted. She did a vaginal ultrasound, verified I was hemorrhaging, and repeated that I would be fine. Once I was somewhat stable, they moved me into the intensive care unit. I spent the night gushing blood. No one seemed to grasp the seriousness of the situation. By the next morning, they gave me... By the next morning, they had given me 19 bags of blood, wow. four bags of plasma, and four bags of platelets. I'm going to pretend I know what the difference is between all those things. I don't. They're all good. They're all bloody, right? Yeah, they're all part of blood. Listen to this. My blood type is O negative, and the hospital supply was running low, so they were giving me different combinations of blood. What? You can't do that? What threw off it, my body chemistry. Yeah. I don't, it was a wreck. I mean, you're supposed to know your blood type for a reason. I don't know my blood type, but... I don't know mine either, but I, I hope somebody does. Can they just, f they can just do a quick, like, test to figure out your blood type, right? Yeah, I like, think. If you don't know it offhand. We should probably know. We should probably know. Let's find out. When the OBGYN GYN came back around, she, maybe she went to an actual, maybe she went to the set of a doctor show and this is all this, they could do. She because might, they sound so fucking incompetent. This might be Meredith Gray. This might be it. Meredith Gray. And, right. And, and McSteamy. Yeah. We should check. We should. Meredith would not make that type of mistake. You're right. No, but the actors. I'm saying they the went to the would. set, <laughs> and this is the actors just doing the best they yeah, could. Yeah, she's she's on a set right that now. That British she's kid at, who's autistic, or she's at Warner Brothers. She's at yeah. We're gonna check. Actually, <laughs> we're gonna reach out. When the OBGYN came back around, she was shocked at my condition. She really? She's shocked? I know. She stood in the hall talking with Brian and my mom, who were both crying. Before they even came in, I had a gut feeling that hysterectomy was the only option to save my life. The OBGYN came to my bedside nervous and teary, which is, I don't think, how you want your no, OBGYN no, no, to be behaving. No, not unless they just lost a dog or something. <laughs> <laughs> and they have to come into work. Literally just that. When she started to speak, I cut her off. Just do it. Give me the papers. I'm not even going to talk to my husband about this. Then I told her to be calm. <laughs> she's calling. She's telling the doctor. I love calm Ashley. The fuck down. I know. You can't operate on me if you're nervous. She said. Wow. I had a hysterectomy shortly thereafter. When I woke up. What? I'm just wondering why a hysterectomy. Like how does that. Because that's what the bleeding is I coming guess. from. I like, can't say I understand okay. it enough to but know. I guess it's because that's where the bleeding is coming from. And so if they take it and out, they, it stops I guess. The bleeding. I don't know. God, I'm so mad on her behalf. I know. And there's no time to like harvest anything at that point. I guess there's nothing to... Harvest? Like, like, like a new, an alien? Or, like a new uterus? eggs? Like her eggs? Oh, to oh. like get her eggs. She can, yeah, but if she doesn't have a... U oh, you mean because she could before use those she, for yeah, to freeze. But oh, I don't know if they would even... That's actually a really good you question. Know, that's a good point, yeah. Garen, because she could still have a surrogate yeah. for the... Carry them. But is there time to... No, there's probably not time to, to save it. She'd have to be I, ovulating. I think she was probably... Well, that's... That, oh, right, 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 right. To get right, the right, eggs. Right. kids, so that probably wouldn't even... Mm -mm. Oh, that's Because you have a, to have a period... Like, you have to be... You guys, these are all good points. Guys, we're, we're basically asking the important questions, and this is a science podcast. I have it. <laughs> this is a science podcast. 
Uh, it could be a shirt, too. I had the hysterectomy shortly thereafter. When I woke up, I learned the massive blood loss had damaged my kidneys. Aww. And I would need to go on dialysis. Oh, my God. I know. My heart also was not functioning well. I stayed in ICU for two weeks. Can you imagine? You just have a brand new baby yes. at home and you can't even see them. I want to go protest somewhere right now. I'm so mad. I know. Ashley. My kidneys recovered after more than two weeks of dialysis. And I did more than two months of physical therapy to regain my strength. I was also diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder from the ordeal. No wonder. However, there was a silver lining. The trauma that almost killed me might have saved my life. Remember the early pregnancy fainting I mentioned? It turns out I had an underlying heart condition that wasn't related to the hemorrhage, and I had to get a pacemaker. My cardiologist said that if I... my cardiologist said if I had been able to conceive again, my heart likely would have failed during a second pregnancy. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So something good. I it guess, saved your life because it. you couldn't get pregnant again. Yeah. But it's so sad. But I thought that was <sighs> an interesting story because I really I guess I just didn't understand when people said they died in childbirth. Yeah. Like, it just seems so. It's so dangerous. Yeah. Well, and I'm so infuriated because it's another example of someone really desperately trying to advocate for themselves. Yeah, she's not a dummy. She's being dismissed over and over again. And we see this a lot. I I mean, or we read about it a lot or hear about it a lot. I know a lot of people who've experienced this. It's just the medical community needs to start to take people seriously. All right. Well, speaking of that, I got to pee. So (laughs) we'll be right back (laughs) with our guest. Welcome back to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. Danielle. Christine. I trust you enjoyed your break. I did. I, as promised, Pete. I don't want the listener to think I'm not delivering on my promises. Well, Danielle, we love to hear about your bathroom breaks. Thank you. We love to hear about your life. Thank you. One and the same. Why don't you introduce our guest? Well, okay. So in the first half of the show, we talked about how to survive blood loss. And now we're going to talk about how to survive losing your place at school. With Dave Holmes, Hi. none other. Hi. Hi. So excited to have Dave here. Thank it's a little so mini reunion. You, it is. Yeah, okay, yeah. so Chris and, Chris and Dave worked on a show together. Many moons ago. I have the fi- I have the last script that I ever had to read for that yeah. show yeah. framed on my office door. Yeah. I had it and framed. And it's, uh, it's like, you know, this is uh, whatever. The, I don't even know what movie it was. Like Big Daddy or something. Um and like brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts, Just, like all the dumb <laughs> shit that I had to read. For, yeah, like, you know, yeah. And this is the kind of thing people were tearing their hair out. Exactly. Yeah. For ages. Well, Dave anyway, has. It's uh, good to see you on the other side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, Dave has leaped well. forward since then. You well, may know him from several things. One, his fantastic writing. He's an editor at large for Esquire and often writes hilarious essays about pop culture and and things of that nature. Thank you. He's the host uh, of. Three podcasts. Yes. Troubled Waters, which we've been on. That's right. It's a really fun, fun show. Really fun show. Homophilia, which we have no right to be on. No. And uh, Waiting for Impact, that, which is... Yes. That was a, a 10 episode yes. uh, investigative podcast. All episodes are out Such now. Such a... Exactly right. Perfect podcast it was, for, for me because yes. it's that sweet spot of a time I remember so fondly oh, and obsess over because good. it's my childhood. Good. So... And I, I highly recommend listening to it. It's fascinating. Um, also, Troubled Waters is hilarious, and you should listen to that. I'm sorry I have not Thank listened you. to Homophilia, That's but right. um, there's only so much Dave I have room in my life day. for. Exactly. But exactly. because of your musical knowledge, yes. 
this is what I want to talk to you about okay. very quickly before yes. we go into. I'm, I don't know what I'm looking for for you from you. Maybe an exorcism of some sort. Okay. For the last week, yeah, I have had in my head the song by Daniel Bedingfield. Just got to get through this. Okay. I got to get through this. I got to get, got to get, got to get through. Yeah. So A, what can't he get? What does he have to get through? I don't understand. Right. But is it, but is it, is it, is it the same thing that meatloaf can't do? Yeah. Is there a crossover? There might be. Yeah. Now meatloaf makes it very clear what he will not do. It's, he does. You just have to listen to the verses. Okay. Yeah. I, what is He's it? like, what I would do this he, and I would do this, but like. I won't uh, do that. Like, you know, forget about, you know. Anal. Is it cuddlingus? Is that what it is? I won't do that. Anal. No, it's, it's like. <laughs> it's, it's not, not anal. anal. No. It's not. Uh, what is it? I guess it? I got to listen like, to the lyrics. Uh, yeah. Um, it's. Well, let's, we all have computers <laughs> in our pockets. It's okay. Um, yeah, but it, no, if you listen to the to the verses, okay, it's okay. very cool. But I've listened to this, in my head, this Daniel Bedingfield mm-hmm. song is on a nonstop rotation. That, this is totally... Right? Fun. Anyway, when I don't know started, if the song is going to get out of my head now, but I thought maybe talking to you about it would help. Often, often sharing it with another person. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like a it's like a horror movie curse. It, like, right. You are free, but now now it's right. on until you I shrug it him. on someone else. So you are so it follows kind of a thing. I've never seen that movie, but that's what I assume. He references it on a daily basis. Uh, Gary really? references it constantly. I've never seen it because I don't like scary movies. I don't either. It's great. I don't Not like it. I don't like it. Not one bit. So, uh, yeah, no. So. You are a very smart person. I am not. But you're not. <laughs> you just wear it. Well, you just like fake it. I think I know words and, know, and can put them sure together in a way that, yeah and the, even that i can't always count on but i think i can arrange them in a way that makes me look smart but a dog I, could beat me at i think that is about being smart i think that's what makes yeah, a person what, smart yeah well, it's arranging, she's right maybe or, or maybe it's what like convinces other people or, or something but yeah, yeah no I'm, I'm but you've had an interesting situation with the educational system is that I what i'm sure to understand have. okay so walk us yeah, through it. My uh, thing, my th- my this that I had to get through. Yes, <laughs> uh, was in the year 1990. I got thrown out of college. What? Wow. The end that of my seems freshman year. Really hard to believe. It's true. So what it, was true. it? It was. Uh, it was me being uh, an idiot. <laughs> okay. First and foremost, but it was. It was also just. Um, I was, um, okay, so I I went to a place called Holy Cross in Massachusetts. Right? Okay. Uh, Worcester, Massachusetts. Um, I came from St. Louis to Massachusetts. And the, 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 like the most thought that I put into what college I wanted to go to mm-hmm. was like the campus prettiness level. Okay. You know what I mean? And How I does saw, the catalog look? Oh, yeah. I, I, actually, you know what? I didn't even... Uh, it was a place that, like, the college counselor at my high school recommended for me, and I didn't like the name. It seemed, okay. It I was going to say. Austere. It seemed yeah. a little, you know. Well, it seems a little Catholic, no? Seemed, well, it's very Catholic. Okay. I'm very Catholic. Oh, you or are was. Catholic. Okay. I was raised very Catholic. All right. And uh, and so we were visiting Boston College, mm. my dad and I, and, and we had, like, you know, I saw it, and I was dead set on going to Boston College. Mm. 
and we took a tour of the campus. And they, like the student who gave the tour was like, eh, all right, dorms and I hate them and like, just, like a dumb class over here and whatever. And had, like very little energy and seemed to hate the place. You're like, you're not selling the place. Not at all. Not at all. And it was like sort of, you know, it was city adjacent in a way that I, that kind of, I guess, scared me at the time. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. And so my dad was like, you know, we'll cross this half an hour away. Let's hop in the car and go see it. And I was like, oh. And, uh, and I saw it and I was like, oh, this is, this is it. This is beautiful. Oh, it was okay. like a gorgeous October day and everyone mm-hmm. was in, you know, sweaters, J. Crew barn jacket. Mm-hmm. She's like wearing J. Crew today. Yeah. It's honestly, they, they have a new, they, they have a new creative direction. Yeah. At least the men's side does. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting very much back into J. Crew. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just in, in very superficial ways, I was like, "This, this is where I belong." This is yes. where you, what you picture when you picture college. Exactly. Right. Crunchy exactly. leaves. Crunchy leaves. Mm-hmm. And had you applied? And friendly people and happy people. I had not applied, so I okay. applied very quickly. I got into BC. I got waitlisted at Holy Cross. Okay. Okay. And I was like, "Well, now I have to go there." They don't want me, so like, I have to go there, right? Right. So yeah, so I, I I moved heaven and earth, and like you know wrote a bunch of letters and got a bunch of references and whatever, and I was just like, this is it, I'm going. Okay. And I got in, and and I went, and it it was a very homogeneous, very you know, like the worst parts of being very conservative and also very kind of liberal, mm-hmm. where it was like on the surface very accepting, but also like. Everybody dressed and looked exactly like uh. everybody knew everybody's business, and uh, and so so I got there, and I immediately was like, oh, this might be the wrong choice for me. Immediately, mm. you felt that way. Immediately, I felt that because way. everyone seems like automatrons or something. No, I mean, th- no, they were they were. Um, it, it was partially that they that it was uh, it drew heavily from New England, where people kind of relate to one another in a very different way than they do. Uh, okay, in the West. they oh. were meaner, you know. Oh, okay, um, which I which is not bad, but I just didn't. I didn't. It was a different language. It threw me off a little bit. Yeah, you know, there's there's like a sarcasm that sort of is, like underpins everything. You don't find in St. Louis. That you don't find in St. Louis. Okay. No. Um, so yeah, so I was just I was like. I don't know. I was kind of, it threw me off. Mm-hmm. And I felt like socially thrown off for the mm. first time ever in my life. Yeah. You know? And um, uh, yeah. So uh, also there were no gay people. Right. Oh, and okay. I like already knew that I was gay and right. that, I, that college would be like my coming out time. Yeah. Yeah. But I, th- I think what I must have thought was that like I would just like the other secret gay person there who was this You'd, beautiful J. Crew boy. Yeah. Like we would find each other oh, and we would and be there for each other yeah, and that yeah. would like that would be then everything would be fine. Yeah. You know? But you didn't think and uh, look, I'm neither Catholic nor gay, but mm-hmm. you didn't think like, hmm, maybe going to a Catholic college is not the best Yeah, no, I really place did not to think come that out through. Okay. All right. I really honestly um you know, I had this uh, I had this conversation with you know Gabe Delahaye? No. Nice name, Um, though. Oh, my God. He's the best. Um, He's a comedy writer guy. Um, But we were we got into this a a few years ago and I was like, I really I don't understand my decision to like voluntarily go to a Catholic college. Yeah, right. And he was like, you were trying to be a good boy. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, So, yeah. Um, so, So that was that was weird. I, you know, had gone to a very small high school where. I was kind of able to do well mm-hmm. enough, um, but like once I was on my own, I was just a disaster. Mm-hmm. I have raging ADHD, which I have addressed oh. in adulthood, but at the time we didn't really, you know, yeah. have the language for it. So anyway, it was just it was like a confluence of a lot of 
bad stuff. So yeah. that resulted in me being super sad and and like uh, never going to class and like just furiously trying to like um, like become what I thought I was like supposed mm-hmm. to be. Okay, that, that was pieced together from like. My understanding of what my parents wanted and from like every shitty college movie right. just, whatever, <laughs> just like so hard at constructing this personality that was Where's that me. beer bong that I've heard so totally. much about? Yes. <laughs> right. And it just it was a disaster. And I, I knew I knew it wasn't gonna go well. Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. I couldn't pull myself out of the mm-hmm. skid. Yeah. You know I mean? Yes, yeah. yes. Um so yeah, so I got terrible grades my first semester. And then uh and then it got worse in my second mm. semester, and then I uh, we broke for the summer or whatever we call it, and uh, and I was home for about a week, and um, and I went to the mailbox and there was uh, a, a slip that was like certified mail. Oh no! The zip code of my college, oh. and I was like, oh, you knew. No, oh. I knew. I knew. Had. So before, just back in one second, before you got the slip, did it occur to you, I'm going to get kicked out of college? Do I, I care? I didn't think it was going to go well. Uh, like, I knew my finals had gone very badly. Oh, that's why was, they didn't tell you ahead yeah, of time, because yeah. they hadn't graded your finals yet. Okay. Right. right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I didn't, you know, I, I, yeah, I never went to class. So, so right. it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was bad. It was bad. Uh, first semester, I took uh, a class uh, that just literally called Logic, and I failed it. Should a guy on the verge of coming out to society go to a Catholic college? Yes, yes. you failed it. No, no logic. No, no logic. logic. Zero logic. Um, but yeah, so I, I knew, and I went to the uh, the post office, and I picked it up, and it was it, it was a one year suspension. Oh, is what it was. Okay. Um, and like I could you know work and get my grades up and go back. Like mm-hmm. at a pu- like at a public. Yeah, like college, a community college. Community college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I did that summer. Well, okay, yeah. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. I then had to like tell your parents. Tell my parents, yeah. which was awful. Oh, truly awful. Did I they know so your bad. grades were bad? They suspected, I think, that my grades were bad, um, but I don't think they knew how bad. And yeah, um, and it was yeah, it, it, it was just, it was one of those things that immediately. I think for my mom, the the first thing was like, "What are we going to tell people?" Because oh, like everyone right. else is going to be going back to school, right? And you're not. So like, the idea of like people knowing that I had oh. fucked up in a colossal oh. way was like really uh, hard. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I um, so yeah, I went to like a community college and I took some like summer classes. I literally took a class in like how to read, like how to <laughs> how to study and take notes uh-huh. and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I was like, this isn't really the problem. Yeah, you, you just didn't I mean? do it. Something you didn't know how. Yeah, yeah. I didn't right. Do it. Yeah. I just didn't. Yeah, were you just, just depressed? Were you depressed? I was depressed you and, I, and, yeah. I, and like I, you know, should have been on medication, right? And, you know, and and or and or some sort of therapy or treatment or something, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. We, I, I just didn't. That is not a thing that occurred to me until the last five years. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I did that. Then in the um, when the school year uh, came back around. Uh, Washington University was like 20 minutes away from my parents' place, and I enrolled in night classes. There. Okay. Um, and then I think there was like one day class that I could take or whatever. So I so I did that, and I was like a sort of stealth like <laughs> night student uh-huh. there. Mm-hmm. Um, Were you living at home? I was living at home, but I like rushed a fraternity and, and like and got in and so a night I school fraternity. No, just it was regular. They just kind of didn't yeah. know that I was wait, basically just wait. a night student. 
Oh, okay. All right. I was like, yeah, yeah. But it was at the college you were taking classes. Yeah, Yeah. Why did you just take night classes? Uh, Because I, I, like Washington U is a good school. Oh, like I could, I, I for sure couldn't like flunk out of Holy Cross and then matriculate as a day student at WashU. But I could take night classes. So you were in the fraternity. That's hilarious. But you didn't live at the frat house. No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, and then it was like at the end of that year, I was like, well, I could go back to Holy Cross or I could stay at Washington U, which was a little more diverse. Uh-huh. Uh, and I had this fraternity that I really liked. And it was like, you know, it, it felt much more welcoming. Uh-huh. But then at the same time, I was like, I can't let them win. I have to go back. Uh, oh, interesting. So I went back. Oh. And it continued to not be a very good choice. Oh, no. Uh, but I graduated. Yes. And, and here we are. Um, wow. And I, you know, whatever. It, it, it is, it's um, like the doing it was like it, I, I reaped what I had sown. Uh-huh. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I, I didn't put any effort into my academic life. Right. So it makes sense that they would throw me out. Right, right. Yeah. Um, right. This the, wasn't unjust. No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. The, the challenge was like overcoming the shame yes. of it. Yes. And like the, you know, the incredible humiliation of yes. it, especially at a very small school where everybody knew everybody's business and you know it was very easy to get a reputation for being offbeat or whatever listen yeah. i recently got demoted in my pickleball class and i was what? in tears so i understand <laughs> how hard that must have been pickleball class okay it's not a class my son and i take pickleball okay we started uh in the summer uh-huh. and there's basically two sides there's the like First of all, it's I told Oliver, I'm like, you could, you know, put this on your college applications as volunteer volunteering with the elderly because yeah. I mean, everyone's fucking old Great. and he's 15. But right. anyway, there was like the easier side and then the harder side. Well, my son's really good. So we're like, OK, let's just go to the other side. But this is going to be embarrassing because I don't belong there. Yeah. Oh, that's all in your head. I say to myself, but knowing it's not the guy comes up to me. Um, Danielle. And I go. You don't want me on this side? And he goes, yeah. I, oh. I got demoted. And, but the thing is, I was already feeling shitty because it's not yeah. fun to play if you're terrible, if you're not yeah. as good as the people you're playing. Right. And I literally was in tears. Oh, no. So, because I was so embarrassed. So, I mean, I got over it, obviously, and yeah. I, I still play, but um, I was so embarrassed. So, I can imagine being kicked out of school, how yeah. hard that must have been. Yeah. Even yeah. if you brought it upon yourself. Oh, yeah. No, it was terrible. And how did your parents take it? Badly, badly at first. Because um, you're you're well, pretty I mean, close always. with your mom, right? Yeah, both of them. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, it, it was. Uh, they were, you know, they were angry. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and, and oh God, both my brothers shamed me. <gasps> uh, Are they older? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so they'd already maybe been through college. And... Oh yeah, they're like eight and ten years older, so they were they okay. Were fully adults um yeah it was it was it was tough i felt like it, it was just white hot embarrassment at oh, all times you know what i mean yes so i just knew like how badly i'd fucked up but like again and this is weird looking back it's it is weird to me that the conversation was never like was that the right place for you right yeah. you know yeah. I mean? like it was just you fucked up yeah yeah um mm-hmm. it, you know if you were like spiraling out of control is that 
is there maybe a lesson? <laughs> yeah, you know other I mean? factors at play. That, yeah, yeah, is there something to is there be something listened to going on? Yeah, that we should all discuss. Exactly. Maybe you need some help. And yes, but I think that this is also the kind of dialogues we have now that right. didn't really. Yeah. No one had that language back then, or maybe your parents tell did. You, no, they did not. And I will tell you uh, that in my very Catholic area of St. Louis, Missouri, they still don't. Yeah, mm, like yeah. I, I talk a lot about being in therapy. Mm -hmm. because I want to normalize it yeah. um, in as much as I am thought of as a normal person. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, but I, 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 I like the idea of like demystifying yeah. it. Like, yeah. You know, because honestly still, um, like when I remind my mother that I, that I see a therapist, it's like, <gasps> you know, like what, what? She's what's, like, what? What could possibly be the reason? Yeah. 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 That's amazing. And you know, and there doesn't, there doesn't have, it doesn't, it's like, you know, when you like go see your personal trainer, nobody's like, "What? Are you okay? Why would you do that?" <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you do that to get better. You know, yeah. that's amazing. That um, so yeah, wow. I, I, yeah, looking back, I, I do. You know, are you glad that you went back and finished it, or do you I wish guess. you had stayed at another college and sort of had a better experience? I. I made it a good experience. Oh, that's think, good. For myself. But what about the ADHD? How, how did you work around that? Uh, I didn't. I mean, I, I barely graduated. Okay. Like, I it, I did not make, like, a triumphant, like, return. I didn't win most improved. Right. Anything, that, that was an award that they gave out. But, um, yeah, no, I, I barely, barely graduated. But, like, I made a point of, like, doing as many like getting into Boston as much as I could mm -hmm. and like if I wasn't going to be able to date at school I was just going to like date right. secretly mm -hmm. boys right. from other schools and and, and know, that worked. whatever it did work and and I figured out like yeah I you know I got more into theater and radio and mm -hmm. and uh there there was like this comedy group um that it was like this secret ballot thing that like um it's whatever it's a it's a thing that you get asked to do maybe if you're a senior but, uh -huh. but you can't ask any of the people who are on it if you can be on it okay if you do then you can't oh, so wow. it's a secret thing and then you do it and you choose the team for next year and they get something oh. the the next school year anyway so i got to do that which was like i was writing sketches and directing yeah. sketches and, mm -hmm. and I, f I, f I found a way to make it um worth worth it that, yeah, that, I think. honestly, that is a triumph. Then I, I think, think. So. Yeah. I think yeah. it totally yeah. is. Yeah, because you took a situation that was not ideal, right? And you made your own out of it, which is what you right. should do in college. You should and life yeah. and yeah. life and honestly. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's really what most of life is. Yes, yeah. is giving you what you didn't really want. Like it's not usually giving you your ideal situation, right? And then right. you figure out how to make it as best you can and as yeah. closest to the ideal that you would hope to get exactly i mean i don't know maybe other people don't have it that way but i think that's yeah mostly no i think is. everyone does yeah. Yeah. yeah and and like i i don't think i thought this at the time but but i look at my behavior then and in the years my first few years as an adult it was like well i can't i can't be humiliated any worse <laughs> that's <laughs> you know good what I mean? yeah like yeah. i really can't good. like it, it it was the worst thing to happen at the worst place where it could have happened yeah mm -hmm. and and i survived it yeah and uh and it's like well i mean i'm never gonna feel that bad again that's <laughs> you know great. what i mean yeah. i'm never i'm never like i can still when i when i think about it i can f still feel it in my face yeah wow and it's like well okay yeah well, i've had that feeling and i got on i got through to the other yes. side of it and it's like Okay. Do you, Do you think that gave feel, you some brave? I'm sorry, Danielle. No, 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 no. Go on. I just had this 
question then if you think that as then a performer and a person who would take risks in um, performing and yeah. in, in show business and going out for auditions, does that uh-huh. made, do you think that made you braver because yes. you were like, who cares? Absolutely. What's the worst that can happen? Absolutely. And, and it made, it made me, you know, like the, the journey is like, um, this is, uh, you can't see my, what I'm doing with my finger. <laughs> He's doing well, the we, up and down thi- thing. Yeah. We think like of like, pro, you know, progress and, and growth and development as a human being is like a straight line. Yeah. And it really isn't. Like no, it's no, the, no. the trend yeah. is, is ideally upward, but there's a lot of ups and downs in between. Yeah. So sure. like, I didn't, I didn't learn my lesson all at once, Right. but, uh, <laughs> but it, I, I, it, being in New York and, and then being in like a corporate environment that did not suit me, mm-hmm. um, I think it was my experience getting my ass thrown out of college that made me go like, I I don't belong here. Yeah. I just don't belong yeah, here. Right. And, and it's up to me to say that. Yes. And I'm in a city where I can like, I can temp and actually make more money while I figure out where it is that I do yeah. fit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's every industry in the world and there's stuff where, where like the goofy shit that I'm obsessed with can be right right which can, you made a career out of yeah. yes I eventually yeah. did yes. I mean I didn't I could not have seen that coming in a million years yeah but but like it allowed me to say like before I get fired because <laughs> I could right I'm gonna I'm gonna leave and I'm gonna take some time and figure out what it is that I want to do and if that upsets my parents that's okay because yeah. I've upset my parents and they survive yes and yeah. if yeah. it makes it look if it makes me look weird to my brothers and to the people I grew up with yeah. and the people I went to college with well I've already done that too so <laughs> I don't care and that's that is that has been my superpower that is so sure. great yeah. it, it is good it is a it really is good. good superpower to have yeah. i think i think actually failure is really good for people absolutely i don't know i feel like i have a bottomless pit of of a humiliation left in me really? i just feel like i can be yeah we the fucking pickleball thing happened two months ago yeah i mean i i don't learn i just get embarrassed every time or upset sad okay. they mostly sad well that's natural yeah, I guess. But I'm saying I don't. I I think you think I yeah build some armor at this point, but huh. not really. Huh. Huh. Well, uh, all right. I didn't mean to make it about me and my. No, no, uh, no. Whilst you were talking, I remembered yes. that we should also plug your book, Party of One, yes. because it talks. There's a chapter. That's there's a chapter in it about yeah, yeah. your college, and. It's so funny. It's such a good book. Everyone should get out and read it. Thanks. Get out and buy it and read it. Have you Thanks. read it? Yeah, I haven't. I have, I have not read it. Oh, it's so oh, it's, good, Christy. It's weird wow. because I really like your writing Thanks. a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Available. I'm in, gonna in stores. I, you know what we're yeah. gonna do? Amazon. We're gonna or bookshop.org. We're gonna plug it on the podcast and Please the newsletter do. and all yep. those places that we promote stuff. And I'm gonna get a copy. Please do. I will. Um, I you know what? Uh, and I I actually wasn't even thinking about this when I. Uh, said that this was going to be my topic, but last month uh, we went to a wedding in Boston, mm-hmm. and and I and Ben had never been to like a tailgate. Tailgating is really big at Holy Cross. Like we have a okay. halfway okay. football team, and so before the game, there's tailgate parties. All right. And Ben had never been. Ben had never seen the campus, and I was like, well, I'm going to see if there's a home game. It was actually homecoming. Oh. So and it was a very short drive. So we got up that Saturday morning. I'd rented a car and we uh-huh. went out, and I got to see the campus again. And it's like, oh. I still do have this weird emotional connection yes. to it. Yeah. Even though my relationship with the place is very strange, um, it was really good to be back. It felt mm-hmm. really nice. Yeah. There was, there's now like an LGBTQ alumni group. Oh, and, nice. and, an, and like a student group, but 
I did a Zoom event with the student group, and it was like, like they're, two they're girls in a bunker. From the hockey team, like all, all of the RAs who like had to be at the Zoom event. Um, Make sure nothing yeah. sinister is going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's still like the, two you know, girls from the, the popu- hockey. It's, it's some things will never change. Sure. Um, but or maybe they will, but they probably won't. Um, it, it, it's it's leaps and bounds ahead of where it was mm-hmm. in that way. Like I, you know, I've figured myself out. And yeah. It was just it, it felt it was like um, it was like seeing an ex who you've, yeah, you know yeah. mm-hmm. like getting a sense of just like you know hey it's good to see you right and then I may never I may never see you again right <laughs> but it, it, it was it was nice and like reconnecting with some old friends some of whom have stayed that very preppy you know vineyard vines type of person uh-huh. yeah um, and then you know uh, then I ended up having dinner with uh, out here with with an old like somebody who's barely friends with who's sort of in my wider circle and and he and I as I have done with a few other people from that place like we talked about like how like how much of a disservice we did ourselves mm. not by going there necessarily but by buying into the whole thing of like acting like everything's cool and yeah. like and trying to fit in and not you know not standing out and mm-hmm. like not being who we were because we missed an opportunity right. to get to know one another yeah. and to like help one another develop and whatever. And, and several people have, have turned into really interesting people who yeah. I didn't know them to be at the time. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, it's, I think it's, you also uh, have to nice. give yourself a little break because when you're 18, you're I mean, you're still a child and, yeah. and you know, now I'm going to sound like an old fogey, but that's okay. Now it's very cool to be whoever you are oh, totally. and explore yeah. and like be yeah. the freak. And, that wasn't always the case and yeah. not it, I mean I went to an arts high school so it was kind of like that but mm-hmm. in a co- Catholic college or even in St. Louis mm-hmm. like it's easier said than done at certain times mm-hmm. of uh, in history and yeah. you got to give yourself a little break oh, like I, you absolutely. don't know what to do absolutely yeah. no I, I forgive myself for not yeah. you know having self-knowledge at right. 18 yeah. right because I yeah. think even now people don't sure. right they pretend but, they do but yeah but they have better, they're more bold about it. They yeah. have better language for it. Yes, and, right. Know, but yeah, but no, you're still, you're still not right. on a lot of doors when you're 18. Dave, thank you so... We've been wanting to have you on since we first started the podcast, I'm so I'm so excited glad. we finally got yeah. you on. did it. What a great thank story. You. Um, great story. We Thanks. love that you exist in our world. Thank you. And yes. all the content you create is so good. Thank and uh, we just wish you all the continued success. So everyone... Um, Seek out Dave Holmes if you yeah, haven't already. Yeah, there's so many ways to. He's easy to find because he's all over the place and he's just this talented, hilarious, and very handsome. Oh, very handsome. Stop! You can't very see him handsome. right now, but every time I see him, he becomes better I looking. Know. And it's, I don't know it's what kind he's of upsetting. doing, but the uh, the key is look like shit in your twenties. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right, 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 right. Choice, but to clear it. Yeah. Okay. That's that's, that's actually a really good idea. Yeah. I did that from like ages seven to twenty-two. Okay, I looked like shit, mm-hmm. and then I yeah, then I blossomed a little bit. Yeah, you get it. To yeah, pull it together. Yeah, I you dazzle the world. I was one of those people. I I grew into my looks, mm-hmm. and now I'm growing out of them. <laughs> <laughs> I strongly disagree. I thought of that the other day, and I was like, I was going to tweet that, and then I was like, then I'm going to get a lot of people like not getting that I'm joking, like I being, just did. Like, 
well, I mean, I'm not joking. I mean it, but I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of people like patting me on the back, like they're there well, and I, then it's going to look pathetic and that's not what I intended. I don't think they're patting you on the back. I think that we all just hate ourselves more than other people see no, but it. You know, yeah, 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 but you know what I mean? When you try to be funny on the internet and people are, are sincere back to you yes. and it's like, oh, fuck, never mind, never mind. Yeah. You just want to say, never mind. Yeah. Anyway. You know, it's, uh, sorry to like. I that's know, okay. Uh, but like, it, when I tell people that I got kicked out of college, uh-huh. almost always they're like, I can't believe that. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, how? Because you know what I mean? Like, I've gotten over the, the, the yeah. shame and all yeah. that, I think, but I must have some still in uh-huh. my head because I'm just like, to me, it's like, no, I'm absolutely the kind of person I would <laughs> Right, right. But I don't, I don't think I present that way anymore. You don't. Because I've Correct. found my way in the world right. and yes. whatever. But like, yeah, it's, it's strange. And so I, I get that. Too, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, and and it's like anyway, just take the compliment. Thanks. Uh, well, we will thank you again for being here so much, and we will be right back with what did we learn today? Ooh, lots. Hey, Danielle. Hey, Christine. Are you ready to learn what we learned today? Yes. Cy De Silva, Uba Hassan, Aaron Donna, Litchi, Lizzie Savetsky, Jessel Tank. Jenna Lyons and Bryn Whitfield are officially set to star in Real Housewives of New York, in case you know who any of them are. Soon these are all going to be my friends. Are you ready to make some cool new friends? I am. A person has about 338 tablespoons of blood. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now, can I use applesauce? Is a replacement? Yes. You know what? Recipe? You can use applesauce. A transfusion might not help you if you lose more than 40% of your blood. Yeah. Teresa Ganzel played Greedy Gretchen on Three's Company, as well as appearing in shows like Mama's Family and films like The Toy, as well as many characters in various animated projects. That all sounds on, on track. Yeah. Yeah. Signs of internal bleeding include pain at the injured site, swollen, tight abdomen, nausea and vomiting, pale, clammy, sweaty skin, breathlessness, extreme thirst, and unconsciousness. Mm. If you're unconscious, you might have blood loss. Yeah. And you might not realize that you can't pee or your stomach is tight yeah. or that you're nauseated. All this stuff might be, you might so be you might, you might wish for unconsciousness. Conventional tests to determine blood type take anywhere between 10 and 20 minutes. Yeah, see, I figured it would be something quick. Oh, that's fast. You know, they should have a drive through Yeah. Or like maybe where you get your oil changed, you could just get your blood type. You know, that would be, or, or just like one of those at-home tests like for COVID. I wonder if you could just... Like spit on a stick and figure out what, well, I guess you'd have to poke your, your blood. Yeah. yeah. You probably have to do a little bo- a blood poke. Blood poke. Oh. <laughs> the thing he won't do, Meatloaf said, is spelled out on the line before the chorus kicks in. In the lyrics above, for example, he's saying he would do anything for love, but he won't ever stop dreaming of you every night of his life. But that makes no sense. Yeah. Why would loving you require that I stop dreaming about you? That doesn't make any sense. It's, uh, I would ask him, but he's dead. That's like saying I would do anything for money except for working. No, I realize that doesn't make any sense. I, oh, except I would do anything for money except for not working. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 so dumb. Who wrote this song? What's his face? Did he write it? No, it's um. Jim Steinman. Thank you, Jim Steinman. I don't know who that is. That's he writes a lot of songs. He well, he wrote all of Meatloaf's songs. Meatloaf didn't even write his own songs. Mm-mm. That's so surprising. 
The narrator of Gotta Get Through This is deep in his feelings <laughs> due to being separated from the woman he loves. Oh, he's got to get through just being separated from her. Do you think Jim Steinman wrote that as well? No. Okay. I don't think there's no operatic um, theme. No. Yeah. It's it's just it's very straightforward. I got to say, we learned so much today on this I episode. Know. I feel learned. Maybe I did finish college Maybe just today. You, you know, you can have some of my years. It took me seven. So I could give you three Why? years. Because you were working five jobs, right? Because I was working full time and going to night school. And I did not pledge with a sorority. I think that's so funny that he fake pledged with, I mean, not fake, but like, sounds like a I, college People movie. have so many interesting college stories. I love to hear them. Well, if you do want to uh, let us know about your stories, I was just recently asked on Twitter, how is best, how, what is the best method to contact us? Oh. And there is a form on our website. That's one way you can contact us, right? There's the form on our website. There's podcast how to survive at gmail.com. Yeah. You can direct message us at pod how to survive on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's so many ways. I but mean, don't you have to like be friends or something to direct message someone? Well, you've got to friend us, guys. You got, yeah, yeah. Or you've got to follow us. I mean, right. it's very easy to do. You just go to our page and you say follow, yeah, like, subscribe yeah. to all our stuff. You know, if you go to our Instagram now, there's a link tree. You click on it, and it's got all these different so cool impressive. ways that Christine you can support us. Working her butt off doing I, all this. I think I just got indoctrinated into the uh, millennial cult. Oh my God, For congratulations. My social media skills. Thank you. Nice knowing you. I'm sorry I'm not a Gen Xer anymore. I know, she can't bring me along with her. Oh, well, well. you know, I'll, 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 I'll make you learn some of these things and then you'll come with me. All right, well, since you're leaving the Gen X cult, I will pour some Zima out on the sidewalk for you <laughs> in remembrance. Oh, uh, that, that tasted bad. I know, but I drank it. Yeah. I drank it. Spilling on my Doc Martens. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know if they still if they're still around, you can bring them back. Oh, I. You mean the Doc Martens yeah. or the Zima? Yeah, both. Why not? I got rid of the Doc Martens, but okay. um, you know where they are. Poshmark. <laughs> they probably are. Probably. <laughs> oh, this episode is sponsored by Poshmark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, as always, remember, remain, remain calm. calm.